beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippey, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers. Because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow birds, confused believers, true believers, non-believers, I'm happy to be here. I'm your host, Zach Rippey, and I couldn't be more excited that you joined us today. I got a good one for you today, man, a really real one, a vulnerable one, and just one that's going to make you think and just ponder to yourself like, man, do I got some stuff I got to work on myself, right? Uh, This is just a powerful one. It's me being super open with you guys, naked Christianity as I call it, and I hope you uh, find yourselves enjoying it uh, as well, all right? So let's just dive right into it, man, Uh, feeling definitely the Holy Spirit right now, kind of, you know, tugging on me to just get this out, so I wanted to go ahead and share it with you. Um, we're doing a little bit different today, by the way, we're doing a little four segment, uh, plots of this show. So it's going to be a little bit sound a little different, but I wanted to go ahead and just, uh, try something unique with you guys today. And I really like it so far. Uh, it's probably going to sound exactly the same as any other episode, but, uh, it's going to be, uh, have a little touch on it. That's a little bit differently. At least that's the way I'm perceiving it before I even start it. So we'll see if I'm right. So thank you for being here again today. Let's dive in. So I need Jesus more than anyone I know. All right, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. I need Jesus more than anyone I know. You know how we as Christians and believers sometimes find ourselves in conversations with family members and friends and we utter the words about that person that we're talking about or gossiping about. We're like, mm, 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 they need some Jesus in their life, <laughs> right? Well, I'm guilty as charged on that one because I'm that guy. I need him. I'm the butt of that joke. I'm the I'm who that person is talking to because, yes, I agree. Uh, I need Jesus in my life. I have him in my life, but I need him, need him like like extra need him. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you could relate to that, but I need him, need him for everything. Still, no matter how long I've been walking and preaching his name on a podcast or writing about him or going to school about for him and and praying to him and vibing with him in the word. I need Jesus for everything. All right. And I was in church today and it hit me like a bag of bricks. This this revelation that that I like who I am when I'm praising Jesus and I'm walking with him and I'm in his company and uh, I'm with other believers. And, you know, like I feel unity with Christ and all that. Right. I'm, I'm good. Like I like that. Zagripi. I like who I am when I'm disciplined and making time to be in his word in my life and let it be active in my life. Uh, When I input him and when I output him, I like that. But if I'm slacking on the input, then I'm slacking on the output. And I've come to the realization that, man, I'm so tired of my flesh getting the best of me. I'm so tired of responding out of anger and not knowing how to deal with my emotions. My own emotions, one. And number two, even the emotions of others. Because I need Jesus to step in and fix that. I need to figure out how to do that. Right. Uh, It's not just, hey, Jesus, deliver me from this. But I need to figure out a way to put practical practices in place to improve that, because if not, I'm going to keep falling short. Because this is why, because my flesh is weak 
My flesh is confused. My flesh is distracted, dazed, and depraved, right? My focus is on the wrong things and my heart loses sight of my relationship with Jesus when I let my flesh temporarily overpower my spirit. My words become unkind, negative, and I want everyone around me to do exactly what I want them to be doing. I let little things destroy my peace and kill my vibe when I'm living in my flesh and I'm not you know, just being open to whatever's going to be happening throughout my day. And I'm a planner, right? Uh, So I plan out my day the day before. And if it doesn't go my way, I kind of throw a fit the next day, especially in the morning or like when children are involved or families involved. And that's not good. That's not healthy. That's not uh, loving Jesus um, from start to finish throughout the day, you know? And don't get me wrong. I repent and I apologize and I realize, dang, I dropped the ball yet again, you know? But at the same time, like at some point you got to like, improve, you know, um, in, in big ways. Right. And like I said, man, I let my family down when I'm active in the flesh and trying to satisfy my own desires, my own happiness and my own peace. That's the big one, the peace one. Cause what I'm getting at here is if, is I need to figure out how to have a conversation with my toddler that isn't the great, isn't the greatest at communicating period. He's not good at communicating his thoughts and emotions. And guess what? <laughs> I wonder where you got it from, pal. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> and it's like, seriously, him and I are like two toddlers trying to figure out how to live on our own. Right. We're just like boys trying to figure out how to become men. So, yeah, man, I'm going to need Jesus for that battle. And I need Jesus for everything. So I just wanted to open with that segment, give you guys a little insight of what I was dealing with this today. And uh, it's just been a frequent occurrence, man, over the last, you know, a year and some change of, you know, just not being able to um, have a strong relationship with my, my youngest son, Mal- uh, not my youngest, my middle son, <laughs> Malachi. Um, and it's just it puts a strain on my marriage and it makes, um, you know, my my fatherhood not look very strong. And um, there's just it's uh, an Achilles heel of, of, of my manhood and actually my walk with Jesus. Um, and honestly, like, I feel like even if a pastor position opened up, I feel like I wouldn't even take it until I resolved that. And I fixed that because it's gotten to the point where it's like, I'm working on it. I'm having convo after convo with my wife about it and how to improve on it. And, and just, uh, she's sending me stuff on, um, you know, Instagram from time to time about like, you know, parenting in a, in a more gentle way, um, than, you know, lashing out and just being like, over something so simple too, you know, it's just like a a show about like trying to, trying to watch a show and I wouldn't let him pick the show. And I was mad because I put on the show, but it wasn't the right show. And then we're we're just over here, just button heads over. We're just so similar, you know, and that's the thing. We're very like-minded people, me and my son. (laughs) Well, he's, he's very strong, opinionated. Uh, he's going to be a leader. He, uh, he knows what he wants and he, and he's going to do everything in his power to get it, you know, and, and he, he's funny uh, he's witty, you know, he, he's a great kid. He's very respectable. He loves his people. Um, and I love him. I think he's an amazing kid. I really do. There's just these moments that him and I just clash, man. We're just like some fierce fireheads, firecrackers, man. And, uh, we just go at it. We be beefing and I, I don't know how to stop beefing. With him. <laughs> I've gone like a few days of, you know, everything being fine, but, uh, long-term wise, I need to figure it out. So I need Jesus for that. So I just wanted to kind of come on here and, uh, share that truth with you guys because man, because here's the thing. I went to church and this is, this is where it really like, all right, here we go. We started getting really into the nitty gritty, right? So I'm going to share this next part of you that kind of piggyback off that first part. All right. So make sure you stick around for it. All right. So I need a new relationship with my phone. That's the little subtitle of this segment. 
you'll see where I'm getting at uh, towards the end. All right. So if your pastor isn't preaching in a way that is making you leave the building feeling convicted from time to time, then you may need a new pastor. Pastor Dustin Watts, who was honorably a guest on our show at the beginning of November, just just last few weeks ago on YouTube. Go look it up. It's it's phenomenal, uh, but make sure you do it after the episode, all right, because I want you to hear this part too, all right? So he went up there today. Today is Sunday. I'm recording this. He went up there today, and he laid out one of the most vulnerable, gut-wrenching sermons I've ever experienced, and I'm telling you, the whole room felt convicted, and I'm like... I love that. It, it, there was this energy in the room where people were holding on to every word he said. And he wasn't only uh, issuing the problem, he was I- issuing solutions, which I, that's one of my biggest like grievances about going to church is when a pastor like tells you like the issue that, that, that is happening and the, and the, and the problem, but doesn't tell you the solution, <laughs> you know, like it's almost like come back for more, you know, but like, no, nah, like you just, I, I admit, like I struggle with that. What do I do? You know, it's just kind of like, well, first step is acceptance, <laughs> you know? So the fact that he laid it out today beautifully, like hats off to him. He knows it. I already texted him, but like, uh, doing it live, man. He deserves all the fruit for that too. And it was really cool, honestly, guys, to be able to hear him, uh, drop some gems that he dropped, uh, drop gems on stage on a Sunday to, you know, full congregation, some of the same gems he dropped on the podcast. And that just shows that like, yo, we're on the, we're on, we're moving in the right direction. Y'all I like birds is, is legit. All right. So, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, so everybody listening right now and watching, uh, truly appreciate it. So I was in the pews, right? I was in the pews, right? Just an hour and a half removed from my nasty argument with my wife in regards to how I talk to my toddler whenever he's being a toddler about something. Right. And I'm in the pews just feeling uh, the whole way there. You know, I put on some worship music and I was just feeling crummy and shameful and like a true sinner about to walk up into the church. Right. (laughs) Jesus, where you at, buddy? (laughs) Help me out here. Yet God used what the enemy meant for evil and he used it for his good. Right. So Dustin went up on stage and he preached directly from the heart of his family's most recent recent obstacles, right? He shared what it means to build walls in order to protect your family from outside cultural influences. And we briefly spoke about that on our episode, but he even unpacked it even more, right? And he was talking about how he how denying the flesh and not just doing what you want to do, because at the end of the day, that's only satisfying the flesh, which is contrary to the Christian faith, right? You can't do you and be obedient to God at the same time, which I love because the culture truly pushes like, oh, just do whatever you want that feels good. Like their morality, it doesn't even exist anymore in in, in, in that regard, right? Because um, so, so doing you means you're going to build your house on sand instead of rock, which is another kind of scripture that he used to kind of back his argument, uh, or not argument, but you know what I mean, um, to preach uh, his sermon. <laughs> there you go, back his argument. Uh, preach his sermon, right? Uh, so Dustin talked about prioritizing God with the first 15 minutes of your day and the first 10% of your finances. All right, here you go. All right, you guys you guys are like me. You're like, oh, here we go with the finances and the tithing and the giving and the offering and the, hey, we got a new building out back we're trying to raise money for, right? But the way he did it was beautiful because he didn't do it in a way that was asking for a tithe or giving to the church. He did it in a way that would make the hearer in the crowd in the congregation a more obedient Christian. And I really respected that because it was very like, you give God the first 10%. You don't give God at the end of the month the 10%. You give him the first 10 and I love that because then he was saying you start your day with God, the first 15 of your day, you know, and uh, it was just powerful stuff. He's very obedient. And that's what one thing he was preaching on uh, very powerfully today with just kind of mirroring 
his own life to the congregation in a vulnerable way that shows that like, yo, uh, this dude is disciplined. He knows, you know, he's he's doing his best, you know, and even um, when he falls and when his family's not doing right, uh, he's he's putting things in place to get get back right. And I really respected that. Right. So speaking of family, he then discussed the value of prioritizing your family. Right. On the back of an argument with Catherine and my three year old Malachi, I realized that I wasn't winning at home. I wasn't winning at home, which ironically was the name of the sermon. It was it was the big sermon for the four week is called home team, I believe. And then uh, his sermon was called winning at home. And Dustin preached with authority, man. He did. He preached with real authority. And when he told us as parents to be intentional with our conversations and our thoughts and our punishments and our attitudes and our time and our walls that we put up that will protect our kids, I was just, I was holding on to every word because it was so true. It was one of those things where it's like, man, I can't remember the last time I was very intentional with like family time, you know, and luckily, you know, uh, my wife and I and, and the kids are going out to, um, on, on a trip for her birthday and like we're going to spend some good time together but we've just been so busy doing life stuff recently and uh, I've been busy with work and uh, just trying to grind it out drop the book trying to do the podcast live studio that I'm so focused on me and career and, and kingdom work and how can we you know grow and expand and all that stuff that that I've honestly like man I haven't prioritized my family so this one definitely like was gut-wrenching for sure so uh, much love to Dustin for this sermon and I want to go ahead and continue with, with what he said to uh, maybe help you out as well, because he said uh, he told the truth when he said this, too. He said, be an example of what it means to be a Christ follower, like at your house. Right. Uh, the do as I say, not as I do. Teaching is worldly and completely false. Kids see right through that and they don't respect it one bit. Right. And Dustin, uh, please. uh, <laughs> uh I loved when he told the congregation this because it was like so powerful. He pleaded with the congregation almost to be available, right? He said, be available, prioritize your time with your kids and your spouse. And his heart poured out of him because you could just tell that he was guilty of this himself. And he decreed for us as parents to put our phones down. He took his phone and he's like, just put it down, right? Put them away when you're home with them, put them away when you're in the car with them, because the car is the one spot where you have a captive audience of listeners, right? They want to connect with you. Your kids want to spend time with you. They want to know you better. They have questions. You're their person that they go to for everything, right? Uh, at least don't you want them to be? So why not, you know, prioritize that uh, that time with them, especially your kids that don't have the cell phones themselves in the car, because then guess what? It's like, you know, they're just staring out the window when they could be talking to you and, you know, learning from you and uh, connecting with you and growing closer and like feeling like they can trust you more because you're, you're intentional with them, right? So that was powerful because I'm I'm one to Catherine drives when we go places, which uh, I, I like that, you know, like I feel like she, you know, she, she blessed. Let's just say that. And I get to just chill in the captain seat. And sometimes I'm on Twitter or, you know, talking to clients or posting a video for the pod or, you know, just doing stuff that's not intentional with the family. And it, it's, it, it's disconnecting for sure. She notices it. And sometimes she'll try to talk to me when I'm like in the middle of doing something on the phone. And I'm like, why are you talking to me? You see, I'm like doing something right now. You know, I get like, I get bratty with it. You know what I mean? And uh, even, you know, when she's on the phone and I talk to her about something, uh, even at the house and like, I can tell she's not really listening, you know? And it's like, it has this, it has this divide and it's like, we can't act like it doesn't, you know? And I hate that we, we really rationalize the phone thing way too much. Right. Um, so yeah. 
ponder that for a second while I find my place. Okay, and then speaking of phones, man, he also spoke about not letting your kids have phones as one of the walls to protect him. And I couldn't agree more. Like he 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 displayed that or uh, he told us that his kids don't have social media. Like there's one 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 of his children have have a phone. He doesn't let her have any social media. And, you know, um, of course, she's not a fan of that. But um, he puts up these walls, you know, and it's funny because Noah's nine and he's already asking for a phone. And luckily, thank God, me and his mom are on the same page. And uh, he would not be getting one until high school. So I'm very pleased that uh, Noah's mom is on the same page with me about that. Because even now, guys, Noah is nine years old and he has a friend that comes to the house, this girl. uh, And she's always on her phone when she comes over. And then he's like over her shoulder on the phone with him, too. And then he he starts changing his attitude, his demeanor, the way he um, the way he's talking to to his parents and, and all that, you know. So it's just like it's it's crud. It's it's crummy. It's worldly to be real. Right. Especially because there ain't no Christian Twitter. You know what I mean? Like there ain't no Christian TikTok. I mean, you can, of course, follow the hashtag, but eventually they're going to throw you one of those, you know, those nuggets and stuff like that of, of culture, what they want you to see the way they want you to, you know, especially the children. They're, they're coming for them the most because that's the future consumers, you know, so. Uh, just be mindful of that, y'all. Um, and I really like that uh, Dustin shared that openly. And he also shared that uh, him and his wife put this, the, the phone now uh, when they're in the car in the center console. And they don't look at it until they arrive at their destination. And they use that time to be intentional about conversations with their kids, which was a beautiful thing. Um, and I'm not trying to just share his own, his whole service, but he was he's a friend of the show. You know, we want to show love to his service because it, it really had an impact on my heart. And I want to be able to share it with you guys. And uh, this just opened my eyes big time, right? Because no matter what you rationalize your own screen, time with we could all improve in this regard when it comes to us as parents putting our phone down when we're with our kids you know having dinner at the dinner table is a big one he preached about which i'm surprised at how many people do not do that um it's 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 mind-blowing honestly because that's a great time to connect and it shows togetherness and it's the one place where you meet up to talk about your day um i I saw this one interview i think it was tom hank's son talked about oh was it what it was a question that his his family used to ask all the time and don't don't get me wrong i don't really know if tom hanks was a part of epstein's island or not so uh don't be thinking i'm over here you know listening to tom hanks for fatherhood advice because i'm not but the kid that was on uh Patrick Bet David's podcast said something powerful where he said, uh, where he said, my, like my family used to always ask at the dinner table, what was the, what was the high of your day? What was the low of your day? And I would create conversation and, you know, to, to learn and just grow and, um, you know, give your parents, you know, uh, the time to speak life into you and stuff like that. So I really appreciated that, that little nugget right there. And, um, I'm going to apply it to, I've been applying it to, um, conversations at, at our dinner table obviously you know when Noah's not here it's more so just taking care of the toddlers and, and Zeke or toddlers uh Malachi the toddler and Zeke the the baby you know we're uh but one day we're building the habits we're laying down the groundwork you know obviously we can't read you know an entire chapter of Proverbs to them but we can at least read a verse you know you're, you're putting down the groundwork so uh that's something that uh, Dustin speaked about today as well as uh, the value of reading a proverb uh, every day uh, in the morning for each month starts over starts from scratch with the family uh, you heard about that in the last episode as well and uh, let's talk about the phone thing real quick and, and how we rationalize things right I even rationalize my phone use while writing this episode with you guys hilarious listen so I wrote personally speaking 
I work as a freelance writer and my phone is blowing up with potential clients nonstop. Some days it's not so much, but most days the messages are coming in constantly. And if you don't snag them quick enough, you lose the client to someone else or the platform bumps you down in the algos for not responding quickly. You see what I did though? I just rationalized my phone use. I'm like, yeah, but like that's my job. You know, that's how I make money to feed the family, right? Uh, But that's where eliminating something else you do on your phone could be beneficial. You know, like obviously I can't just, you know, stop working and stop responding to all clients at all times, clearly, you know, uh, but that's why it's important to be intentional with like, yo, you get home from a coffee shop after writing all day and, you know, doing work, you know, five, five to seven, you know, no phone, you know, and that's a perfect window to like hang out with the kids, you know, do dinner, do bath, uh, books, all that stuff, get them in bed. And then, hey, your window opens back up uh, from from eight to ten, you know, uh, or eight to eleven, whatever the case may be. But it's just going to be helpful to be disciplined. Discipline is good. Let's get back into discipline. And in fact, I want to touch on that real quick. Dustin, I didn't write this in the notes, but Dustin had this thing where he said today that uh, a, a lead pastor at his church uh, that that he follows, a uh, lead pastor, sent out little surveys to all the teenagers uh, at the congregation at the church and. Ask them this one question. What is one thing that you wish your parents knew? And they all wrote different responses, obviously. the One of the top five ones that were um, that, re- that came back was, I wish my parents would punish me instead of just threatening to punish me. Because that was so powerful because it's so true. Children need punishment. They need discipline. They need structure. They need uh, to know that your word means what you say it's going to mean. And you, you take away all that by just false threats or threats that, that never come to pass, then they're going to just that child is going to repeat that same thing that they were supposed to be punished for over and over and over again. It's going to lead to other things that are not so good. Right. So that was powerful. I wanted to share that with you and, and the value of disciplining. And if you threaten it and they break that rule again, there has to be consequences, you know. I'm not saying beat them in the corner, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying like, you know, take away something that they love for the day. Real consequences that are going to impact them and like make them think about something, you know, take away, uh, I don't know, TV. I don't need to give you, you guys are parents. You guys get the point for those that are parents, right? Uh, so anyway, and that's where also in order to keep work and business going for myself, setting up a time online and an offline time, like I just said, five to seven offline, we done. Uh, that's where only using social media when they're in bed or when you're away from the house kicks in. It's putting up those walls. And I've, I've noticed uh, my disdain lately, actually, for my cell phone. Like I've had this weird like it's, it's almost like everything that I've been feeling about my phone recently has been set up for this moment in time. As weird as that sounds, but also that's kind of how God be moving in my life like that sometimes, uh, most times, to be real. And it's slowly eating me away because... I'll just be very real with you. I don't know if I've shared this with you or if I just shared this with uh, my buddy Olivier or Mikey, but it feels like my entire life outside of my family is online. And it's gross. I don't like it. It's It, feel, it feels doesn't feel. It feels disconnected. It's Because uh, think about it, y'all. My ministry, I do podcasts, YouTube videos, uh, blog posts online. You know, I message people, you know, back and forth. Uh, when it comes to the podcast stuff and, and my ministry stuff, my book, everybody buys the book online. I've been selling, um, obviously it's just, you know, uh, after the fact, but I started selling signed copies on my website and I was so excited to like get them out for people because I was, I wanted to tangibly write out a note and, and send it in the mail, you know? Um, and I've done it for a couple of people and like, I've really appreciated that experience, but 
man, I, I kind of wish I opened with that because like that would make it feel more real. You know, it doesn't feel so online. It's like I put it in a mailbox and boom. But, you know, obviously Amazon is the best way to go when you when you launch it. And I don't regret it at all. But um, it's one of those things where it's like even my book thing felt like online but luckily you know when people get it it's in their hand and that was probably the best the most fulfilling thing that i've done because there is no it is tangible it is a tangible successful moment right um and then let's talk about my work all my work is online clients message me non-stop you know sending out speeches you know digital you know reviews and and all that you know you get the point my relationships, you know, I, I moved from Florida to Texas and my best friends are, are scattered. You know, my close people are all scattered. You know, I have a few friends in Texas. Luckily, thank, thank the Lord, I made some friends with Dustin and Turner and a couple others here. But there's, it feels like everything's just so online. It's like a blueprint. My bills, my banking, my investments, my emails, my DMs, my everything, except my children and my wife who are right in front of me. And it's like, I need to figure out how to how to balance that, right? So I have to disconnect in order to reconnect. I have to disconnect in order to connect. I have to put my phone away and be with them. And I also need to be with God more. And the phone needs to be the first thing that is sacrificed in order to do so because my time and energy will improve in doing so as will yours. And I also love content creating and putting out promo for the show and the book. As you guys know, I'm sure you could tell. So I'm going to have to look into an app. This is something that I can practically do. I'm going to have to look into an app that I can schedule those things out so I don't have to spend my days thinking about it and worrying about it. And it's exhausting. It really is. And I even think most people my age are putting the screens away, either that or the algos don't really care about the little guy anymore talking about Jesus. I don't know. But either way, you know, we get like a few views and a few likes, you know, nothing crazy. I mean, I enjoy it. We do it for the one. But it's important for me to uh, lean into my family a little bit more in this season, especially with the holidays coming up. And I need to balance my career aspirations and my big goals for 2023 and my dreams better when it comes to family time. So I just want to kind of communicate with that with you guys. So if you see me ghost mode, you know why, baby. Uh, all right, last one. Let, let's get into this one. Switching gears here. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, the first two were very serious, obviously, because there's a lot of just confession. <laughs> but switching gears here, man, I want to share with you all how my experience went officiating my first wedding. It went absolutely incredible. I had such a blast and the moment was so special, y'all. What an opportunity from the Lord and a friend. My friend Kayla Smith from my bar taco day, she asked me to officiate it uh, at the beginning of this year. And uh, her and I have always had a great relationship. Uh, she was actually the, she got me in a secret Santa one year for Christmas and she blessed me with a bunch of books and a journal. And uh, she's just dope, man. She's very thoughtful, uh, very giving, very loving and supportive of my uh, comedy days and my podcast and just overall life pursuits. And the fact that she hit me up out of the blue to see if I was interested, I was like, man, I haven't graduated yet, but once I do, like I'm, I'm down, let's do it. And then luckily the the uh, the day ended up being after I graduated. So I'm like, yep, I can sign your, your marriage license let's do it right and guys i tell you this right now it's so crazy how god will use all these other things that you do to show you how much he has in store for you i don't know if you've experienced that in life but i've experienced that quite a bit and this this is this think about this so much so that i used to do stand-up comedy for three years as you guys know right and for the last year and a half i've been writing nothing but wedding speeches and podcast scripts mostly wedding speeches and I just graduated my ministry program, and now I'm a licensed minister. Talk about the perfect blend to be a wedding officiant, right? Isn't that crazy? Like all three things that I've been doing over the last three years combined shows like this moment in time, right? 
And I saw all three of those skills come out in that one moment up there, and it was beautiful. Right. Uh, And it was cool, man, because we glorified God throughout the entire ceremony. I wrote something so powerful and just so like, I don't know, man, it just went so well. We got so many compliments afterwards. And uh, it was it was one of those really powerful moments in in my in my life where I was just like, wow, this was really cool. This is a great moment. And I write all these speeches for people uh, and they always message me that they got a bunch of compliments and stuff like that. And they, they got showered with love and all that. And so it was cool to be on the other side of it, you know, and have that that moment be. And, and it was really cool to honor God through all of that, you know, through the entire ceremony. We're, we're referencing we're having um, a biblical charge. We had a we had a prayer. We had a candle lighting ceremony. We had a. Um, uh, a love declaration in there. We we had the the pronouncement. You know, we had all the ring ceremony. It was just beautiful, right? And uh, there were so many laughs because they didn't want to do a uh, Kayla and Jeff didn't want to do a uh, the vows. So we did a we shared a bride bride and groom love story that Kayla sent me, and I wrote it all out for them and added like punchlines and wittiness and just classy humor to it. And I uh, went behind the mic, man, and I was just confident, right? Uh, I did have one moment where my knees started buckling from getting a little nervous. I don't know why it just hit me out of nowhere, but I was like, ooh. I got to got to tighten up. Right. Uh, eyes are on you. Like, let's go. But they're not on you. They're on the bride and groom. Right. So uh, I was confident in Christ. You know, let's just say that. And it was just an awesome experience. And it's such a testimony of his goodness. And I really appreciate the opportunity. And, I, and I, I'm sure I'll do it again. I would love to do it again. So if you're getting married, hit me up, fly me out. I'll come through. Uh, it's something that I could see myself doing regularly and would really, enjoy, uh, really enjoy going forward. Cause it's just blending everything that I do all in one. And it's very real, you know what I mean? And that's just what I was just talking about. It's, there was nothing digital about it. You know what I mean? And it was a very, um, in person, you know, emotional, like when, when Kayla was walking down the aisle and, uh, the bridesmaids were walking down the aisle, I, I started getting emotional. I was like, man, this is just heavy. And you can just feel the Holy spirit moving out there. And like, you know, marriage is just such an honoring thing to do with, uh, for God, you know, and, uh, especially in these times that we're living in, it's very special, you know? So, um, I really appreciated it and I, I really enjoyed it. And it, and honestly, um, it was a great way to start off the month for real. So thank you to Kayla and Jeff, uh, Farrell for allowing me to marry you guys. What an honor it was. All right, y'all. Hopefully you enjoyed my officiating story. Uh, going out of town now. Uh, so my wife and I are going out of town for her 30th birthday. So make sure you show her some love on the 14th. Send her a little message. Say happy birthday. Uh, listen to I Like Birds. And, you know, uh, Zach wanted me to give you a shout out. Or you don't got to say that. Just just say happy birthday. You don't got to give her all that information. I over explain. I know. So this will be the last episode that you hear from us until we are live, baby. Back in the studio, November 17th, the live studio, multicam, 1 p.m. Mark your calendars, 1 p.m. Live on Instagram and maybe even Facebook Live. We did both last time. Uh, I don't know if we're going to keep doing them both. We'll try. Uh, So just make sure you're... um, you know, you check them both that day. We'll definitely be Instagram live. I, I, I really like that because that's our ministry page. Uh, at I like birds ministry on Instagram. Uh, and then Facebook live. I'll be Zachariah Ribby is my name on there. If you want to look it up and I'll be sitting across that day from the founder of the Subi project, Cheryl Sargent. Yep. You may have read a lot about her in my first book, 21 days in Africa. And I'm so excited that she's going to come on and share her story, Subi's story and all that Jesus is doing in her life and through her life. It's going to be extremely powerful and uh honestly we haven't had a conversation without interruptions in like three maybe four months me and her so uh it's gonna be and this is my first time seeing her in like i don't know like two months 
so it's gonna be powerful like I, I really just think it's gonna be a good one because we haven't seen each other so it's gonna be great to like kind of catch up and like talk because she just got she was just in Africa as well for um, about a couple weeks ago so for three weeks so I, I'm gonna you know be able to check in on people that were up there you kind of hear uh, if you've read the book you get to kind of you know hear some names floating around that you're familiar with because of the book so uh, very very cool stuff so make sure you finish the book by the 17th so you're not missing out uh, and if you haven't gotten the book hey go get one bro it's on Amazon less than 10 bucks come on man come through get the book will you uh, feel free to buy it for some friends and family for Christmas and don't forget to drop a review when you finish reading it and in the meantime if you need some some screen time in your life you just can't give it up uh, tune into uh the episode i recorded with dustin uh the pastor that we were just talking about earlier it's on youtube just search i like birds podcast and you will see the episode and the interview uh it's powerful super good i'm about to start posting lots of clips from it so make sure you turn tune in to see that um on the social media as well uh and share the clips around for me if you guys see the clips and they're powerful share them on your story share them with friends more so just send them with some, some friends everybody got a friend that know jesus that loves jesus like come on send it to them they'll they'll, they'll enjoy it uh what else i got for you all right so please help me grow the ministry by sharing it um, and i really appreciate you tuning in today to this vulnerable episode uh very vulnerable you right and uh the fact that i got an argument with Catherine this morning and we still came on here and made an uh, made an episode it just shows that you know we're very open with you guys and and i should have listened to kayla's father when he gave a speech last night he said if you ever find yourself in an argument with your spouse just get naked <laughs> the argument will last half as long All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you for supporting the ministry.